Today's episode of Life Planning 101 was originally aired in April 2021. Please enjoy. Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Very pleasant. Good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome in Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KDY. Terry Slavin's with you, joined by, as always, Angela Kennedy Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning, and I promised something this week. Do we all remember what the show's about? Yes. <laughs> Is do. that exciting or not? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, there's this man who made his tax returns promptly and properly, only to find out that he owed the IRS in 1997 about three $3,407. So he packaged up his payment and he included a letter with it. And he said, Dear IRS, enclosed is my 1997 tax payment and return. Please take note of the attached article from USA Today. In the article, you will see that the Pentagon is paying $171.50 for hammers. Mine, this is 1997, right? And NASA paid $600 for each toilet seat. Please find enclosed four toilet seats, value at $2,400, and six hammers at $1,029. This brings my total payment to $3,429. Please note the overpayment of $22 and apply it to the presidential election fund as noted on my return. Might I suggest you then send the above fund at 1.5 inch screw. See article attached. HUD said they paid $22 for a 1.5-inch Phillips head screw. It has been my pleasure to pay my tax bill this year, and I look forward to paying it again next year. I have just read an article about the Pentagon and screwdrivers. Sincerely, disgruntled of Oklahoma. Wow. <laughs> I loved that. I, yeah, it is. Don't we wish we could all just send them items and, yes. and do their bargain shopping for them? How much fat is wasted in, in, uh, in Washington? Well, you know, that reminds me of what's going on currently right now at the border. The amount of money we are paying to house these immigrants in hotels yeah. is Staggering. It is staggering. It is staggering. So, you know, and it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I'm an American. I want to pay my taxes, but I want to pay my fair share of taxes. And as we recently told by someone who said, you know, all these loopholes, you know, I'm not all about the loopholes because that's not what they're there for. You know, I want to pay my fair share as an American. And, and I think we all do, right? Um, but what is your fair share? Yeah. What is your fair share? And if they're paying $600 for a toilet seat, <laughs> When you could go and uh, get a toilet seat for every bit of what fifty bucks, maybe um, that's that's a That'd big be a high end one. Yeah, that's a that's big one, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, your booty doesn't wear out, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but but in reality, uh, that's what we're facing is that government is getting bigger and they are spending more money and it has to be paid for somewhere. I mean, we've just seen all these uh, bills go out and this money go out, and there's another one, the three trillion dollar infrastructure bill that they're looking to do and how are they going to pay for it well they say they're going to use income earners over four hundred thousand dollars so that's obviously a funny story i'm going to give you a real story to start us out uh, today and i want to talk to you about what would happen if and this came so i get this awesome awesome agribusiness uh, cpa blog 
So, because we do so much farm ranch, right? And they were talking about, you know, at first they thought that farmers with, you know, a million dollars or more of income weren't going to be, or were going to be the ones affected. Well, now they're looking at 400,000 being that magic number. And really, that's the magic number for everyone. And we don't know if that's couples. We don't know if it's joint filers. We just don't know. But it seems like that's the number that's really going to get the attention. So I want to show you right now what someone with that amount of money would be paying in taxes. And I want to show you what they would be paying if the proposed tax bills actually go through. Okay. So first of all, someone right now, if they're paying the the top federal marginal tax bracket, it's 37%. They have the benefit of that Section 199A deduction. If you remember, business owners had that 20% deduction. You remember this? Okay, back in 2016 with the relief. So that was um, about 7.4% for that individual. There's also the Medicare tax rate. That's 2.9%. There's the additional Medicare tax rate that's 0.9%. And then uh, we're going to pick on California because they're just fun. They have the highest tax rate in the U.S. So we're going to pick on them. And they have about a 13.3% state tax rate. Now, we work a lot with people that are in Arizona, in Montana, in Colorado. And y'all are about half that. So... You can figure out what that means. But if we total all that up, this farmer with $400,000 of income is paying about 46.7%. Okay, that's today. Nearly half. 46.7%. That's a pretty good chunk. Yes. Okay, so again, my question about fair share. I don't know. What is it, right? Okay, so let's go back up here. And I'm I'm not being political. I'm just stating facts here. Okay, so let's go through the proposed plan. Well, that 37% is going to go up to 39.6%. So everybody thinks they're getting a 2.6% tax raise, right? Right. Well, no. If you're a business owner, farmer, rancher, you're going to get hit even worse. Because here's why. All right. Remember that uh, nice little section 199A deduction? Gone. Gone. Don't have it. All right. Also, they're going to bring back the limit on your itemized deductions, that P's limit. If you had it before, you know what it is. They're going to phase out your deductions so that you can't take a large itemized deduction. So that's going to add about 1.2% tax on average. Then your Social Security tax is going to be increased because anything over $400,000, they are going to bring back the 12.4%. So now, you know, rather than, than being phased out at a hundred and whatever it is, thirty something thousand, it's gonna be brought back. Then you got the Medicare tax of two point nine, you still have the extra Medicare tax of point nine, and then again we're picking on California for this scenario. So that thirteen point three we're saying they don't raise taxes. Now, if the government raised taxes, most likely California will raise taxes. But if we add all these up, ready for this magic number? Yes. Seventy point three percent. <laughs> right? So we went from, remember the number before? 46 point something. 46.7 to 70.3%. The state tax didn't move. Ouch. Right? Okay. So you know we've been kind of saying you might need to be doing something. You might need to be thinking about what you're going to do when these taxes change. Well, it's now or never, friends, and uh, we don't know, we have no idea if they're going to go backwards, um, retroactivate this. You know, most of the time they don't do that, and there's a lot of reasons behind that. 
most of all of which is that it would probably cause for some severe penalties. So anything like this would go into effect in 2022, which is good news for you, right? Because that means you have 2021 to get your so-called act together and try to figure out what can be done and what you need to be doing. And there's some other little surprises in here. It isn't just the tax rates. You know, you might think, well, I'll just put more in my retirement plan or I'll just do this. Well, you might want to think again. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about here on Life Planning 101 today. We're going to be going over the 2021 proposed tax changes and what you really need to know. Segment two already. We're talking taxes and it's going by fast. <laughs> it's going by fast and it's going up quick, right? So 2021 tax changes. What do you need to know? It is inevitable. Change is coming. Yes. Change is coming for 2021 and beyond. So the problem is no one really knows for sure what's going to happen, right? There's all these proposals out there. And you got to realize that when proposals are made, then the lobbyist groups get involved, right? And they try to persuade and things, things, a lot happens. Sure. And some of that is just taking to Mr. and Mrs. Congressman. Oh, well, Mr. Congressman, did you know you're taking advantage of this tax law right now? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, well, maybe we don't want to vote for that, right? So there is some of that corruption going on. So, you know, where this lands, I don't know. There's a consensus, though, is that when we have a blue Senate, a blue uh, House, and a blue president, and they want to see taxes going up, there's little stopping them. I mean, really, there is. I mean, there's no breaks here. There's, there's really, there's one man that has a tremendous amount of weight on his shoulders, and that's the senator from, is it West Virginia? Yes. Uh, Manchin? Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, he's come out on record that yep. he opposes some of this stuff. That's right. That's right. And so there's this big, big push to just raise taxes tremendously. And then there's, you know, very few that are standing up and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we do this, what's going to happen to our economy? What's going to happen to everything that we've made progress on? Right. And looking at things for what it is. And and really, um, you know, I don't I I mean, the goal is not to get political. The goal is that, that you need to know that change is coming. And what does this mean for you in your personal situation? So I got 10 hunches for you. Okay. Ten of these okay. that we think are going to happen. Hunch number one, this is a no-brainer. C-Corp taxation. It's going up. It's currently 21%. They want to raise it to 28%. There's no one really balking at that. And they want to also impose a, a 15% at-large minimum tax on large corporations. So how does that affect you? Well, it affects investment. So if you're an investor, number one, because every single corporation out there that is a, a public stock is a C corporation, right. right? And if you remember, C corps are taxed twice. Secondly, if you have a C corporation, you probably need to be thinking about what you can do, which if you have a C corporation, my question is you have better have a dang good reason to have a C corporation anyway, because I don't like them. Anyway, but they're not tax friendly for that middle class millionaire by any means. They're meant for publicly traded companies. So there is some reasons to have them. I'm not saying there's not. But now is the time to start looking. Should I be doing something different if you haven't already? Hunch number two, estate tax exemptions. They're going down. You know, we got that $11.7 million. In other words, if you have $11.7 million of assets, land, business, whatever, you pass away, then nothing gets taxed from an estate tax level, right? If you right. are under that marker. Proposed legislation moves that number down to $3.5 Wow. Okay, yeah. So now how many people are we talking about? 
A bunch. A bunch. We're hitting middle class millionaires, right? Um, a couple, that's $7 million. But the reason I say it's $3.5 million is because it's $3.5 million unless you do the planning right. Because <laughs> if you don't take advantage of you being a couple when you're still a couple, you could lose that advantage just because you once were. So it's really, really important. And, and you know, a lot of times I've been hearing about um, estate tax exemption. Well, this one doesn't run out till 2026. It doesn't matter. They can change that and it be effective as of 2021. So the important thing is, is that you do something about it now. And we'll get back to that some, by the way, because I think a lot of people are worried about that they have to give things away. They have to actually cut strings with things to actually get them out of, out of their estate. That's not always necessarily true. And it's really important, especially as a farmer, rancher, business owner, when those are your biggest assets and you can't use ag exemption dollar amounts for your value. It doesn't work. Okay, so you really need to be thinking about what you can do there. Hunch number three, the step two rules at death may die. Okay, step up in basis, right? right? We got a cost basis. In other words, I buy a piece of property and I own that property for 30 years. I bought it for $1,000 an acre and it's now worth $10,000 an acre. If I die... At my death, whatever the fair market value is now becomes the basis so that if my heirs turn around and sell that property, they don't pay taxes on any gain there. Okay, so they would get the $10,000 basis right. rather than the $1,000 basis. Because if I sold it while I was living, I'd owe tax on 9000 an acre, right? Okay, they want to do away with this. This isn't the first time this has been proposed regulation they just haven't had the means to be able to pass it. And now they do. Okay, why is this so important? Well, we are a real estate rich country. We just are. I mean, people have built their wealth in real estate in the United States for years and years and years and years. People own real estate with basis of $2 an acre. Yeah. $5 an acre. I was talking to a gentleman last week that had a basis of $25,000 and he's selling the property for $3 million. Okay, so, I mean, you think about this. This is crazy, right? We live in a, a day and age that that is the gold mine for the government and they see it. They need money? Guess what? Bingo. Here's your money, right? So, it's a very good probability that they may die. So the old rules of estate planning of just, oh, I'll let my heirs inherit it, they get that step up in basis and do what they want to do with it, may go away. So when we talk about the estate tax affecting people with $3.5 million, hmm, it may affect a lot more people than that. So it's very important to be thinking about that. Hunch number four, capital gains rates will climb. Okay, so capital gains... Just like in that example I said, you know, if you sell it, you sell a piece of property you've owned for a while, then there's a preferential treatment on your tax return. You don't pay ordinary income tax rates that go up to that 37%, soon to be 39.6%, but you pay a preferential rate. If you're lucky, you can pay zero. You can pay 15. You can pay 18.8. You can pay 23.8. You can pay 20, but that's the highest. Okay, so 23.8 and 39.7, there's a big, big differentiation there. Okay, so under the drafted proposal, if you have over a million dollars of income, so take that gentleman that's selling that 
piece of land. Right. He didn't have a million dollars of income, but he will when he sells it, right? Yes. Okay. So you have over a million dollars of income. Now that property's taxed at ordinary income tax rates. So at worst case scenario with Obama tax, that 23.8% he was going to pay on that is now 43.4%. Nearly 20%. More. More. That's right. So on a million dollars, it went from 238000 in tax to 434000 in wow. tax. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. And we're going to have more wows when we come back right here on Live Planning 101 with 2021 tax changes. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Some more wow moments coming up with Angela this morning as we talk taxes. Yes. Did you know a fine is a tax for doing something wrong? Of course it is, right? Right. Okay. A tax is a fine for doing something right. <laughs> yes, isn't it true? So, uh, you know, but reality is, is, is we all want to pay our fair share as Americans. There's no doubt we have the greatest country in the world and we want to keep it that way. Right. Uh, the reality is, too, that what is that fair share and that fair share seems to be going up. So what do you need to be thinking about? What do you need to be doing? Because it could actually lead in, you know, eat into your lifestyle, eat into your plans. And, you know, no planning is having a plan, as we always say. So. Right. This is really important. We've given some hunches as to what we're seeing and expecting. And we talked about capital gains rates going up. We talked about the step up in basis rules going away, estate tax exemptions going down, and then the C-Corp tax going up. Now, what about income taxes? We talked about this in the very first part of the show. We gave the example of someone that was paying, you know, currently almost half of their income would be above 70%. And that is directly impacting families with more than 400000 per year. So in other words, that's kind of the magic number. If you're under that, then we just need to probably be thinking about your capital gains and your exemptions, your you know state, all this stuff. If you're over that 400000 then boy, 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 boy. I mean, 30% increase in your taxes. That could be that could be devastating. Absolutely. Really. So especially for business owners. So the details, they're real unclear at this point because again, a lot can happen between the time something's proposed and it actually becomes law. And we have to know that. But the impact here is that if you have over $400,000 of income, you need to be planning right now. You don't need to wait another second and you need to have this figured out. So Hunch number six, Social Security taxes. We talked about this in the example, too. They're being broadened. So if you have that $400,000 magic number and your income exceeds that and earned income, you're going to be paying the 12.4% between employee and employer on any income above that. Itemized deductions. We talked about those. They're going to have their limits. They may be limited. What they're suggesting is a total benefit of 28% of your taxes. So is that going to include your mortgage and your charitable gifts? That's unclear. We don't know. But if they limit it to 28% of your taxes, and I'll give you a, an example, you were able to write off 100% of your charitable gifts against your income last year. 100%. If you had uh, charitable gifts of $100,000, your income was $100,000, and it netted to zero, then you paid no tax. Well, under this proposed leg- legislation, that would not. 28000 Yeah, that'd be the max. So that's a big difference. It's a big difference. Hunch number eight. Here's something we haven't talked about. And, uh, whoa, this one's really getting my goat. I'll tell you. Retirement plan savings deductions. So 401ks, pensions. Everything you've put back as pre-tax dollars for your future, 
may not be dollar for dollar deductions any longer. Mm. Yes. The talk is they're going to limit that to a 26% credit. So, in other words, if you're paying 39.6% in taxes and you get a 26% credit, then you're losing 13.6%. You're still paying 13.6% on that money up front. Wow. Wow. Right. That's something we haven't had happen before, right? So it's really, really important. You know, you're not just planning to use your retirement plan savings vehicle as the answer to an if taxes change, right? Um, Gift exemptions are going to be tighter. So what do I mean by this? We want to gift money to someone, a kid, grandkid, whatever, right? Currently, you can hand out $15,000 to as many people as you want, Terry. You can hand out $15,000 to me. Pay no tax. I mean, that's how that works, right? (laughs) Okay, you and your wife can each hand out $15,000. So combined to your daughter, you can hand $30,000 and not pay any gift tax doing that. If your daughter's married... You could hand them $60,000 and not pay any gift tax because the two of you can each give $15,000 gifts to the two of them. Right. Okay. So that sounds like a great thing. It still has a lot of limitations and it's been this way for years and years and years and years. Obviously the 15,000 one time was 10 and 12 and whatever, but the rules haven't changed. Well, the new look would be that you have 20,000 in total gifts period a year. That's it. No more. If you have three kids, you're going to have to divide that up between the three kids. 20 grand, that's That's it. it. That is it. Anything above that, you're going to be paying tax on. And, oh, by the way, the limit per person is going to go down to 10. Anything above that would trigger that nasty little 50% tax, Mm. give tax. Ouch, right? That's painstaking. Okay, so there's some things in here that are really important that affect everyday life that we just don't think about very often. And number 10, estate tax planning will be different. What do I mean by this? So we've talked about exemptions, we've talked about step up, but there's a push to do away with a lot of the strategies that we use even to help families transfer their legacy. They're complex, but the bottom line is, is that anything that will help the government raise revenue is on the table. And it's no wonder, right? We got a climbing deficit. They got to do it. So what do you do about this? Well, there's no cookie cutter answer to any of this. It's getting more and more and more complex than it's ever been. So our suggestion is, number one, hire a tax planning quarterback. That's not your CPA or your tax attorney. That's someone that's going to help you plan holistically, proactively. I would say hire us, but we may not be the right fit for you, right? But you need someone to help you plan this out for now and in the future. Number two, build in flexibility. There's one thing in permanent in DC. Nothing is permanent. That's it. Okay. So the reality is, is this may work. And then four years from now, things swing to the other side, or it may not. Build flexibility. It's key. You have to have it. Don't cut strings. Don't make gifts that are permanent. Build in things that you can pull back, do things differently with in the the future. And the third thing is act now. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. 
If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated, Calton & Associates, Incorporated, and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities.